Hello and welcome to the Calmcast, a time to feel calm and think clearly. I'm Claire Downham, the Queen of Calm, a transformational life coach. I was a burnt out head teacher who finally made the journey to calm after years of trying and I want to prevent you from having to do the same. The Calmcast is a series of short explorations, gently guiding you back to your natural state, which is calm and clarity. Just listen like you would listen to music, with an open mind and curiosity. There's nothing else to do. Now let's relax into today's episode. So today I am talking about loneliness. Um, and I don't want you to think that I am downgrading anybody's awful feelings that they have when they're alone. I'm not at all, but I would love to point in the direction that a direction that might be helpful to people who are feeling lonely right now. Because when you when you look at the definition of loneliness, it is, or, or being lonely, is the un, unhappy thoughts and feelings about being on your own. And, and actually, that is it. That's what it is. It's feeling unhappy because you're on your own. It, it's not the being on your own that's creating the feeling. And I had a, a wonderful experience of this recently when I was chatting to a lady who was describing how she had come to the realisation that being on her own was nothing to do with the lonely feelings that she had. She'd become aware that there was there were two weeks. In the first week, she was very busy, had lots of social things going on. And actually, throughout that week, when she wasn't involved in those social things, she felt really lonely. She had lots of thoughts about not having enough friends or not being you know, loved by everybody or liked by people and not being invited to things, despite the fact she had loads and loads of things actually in her diary. And then the the week, the second week of the two, she had um, not very much in her diary, quite a quiet social week, and she didn't feel lonely at all. Something had clicked there. um, And suddenly the loneliness was not a thing. It, it wasn't, it didn't have, she didn't have the same level of upset about it. She didn't feel as sad about it. Like that is, that's really telling, isn't it? That we can be in what apparently is a, a better, in inverted commas, situation to to one that, that we think, we think certain things are preferable. So when we fit in the better situation, we're seeing people more and still feel lonely. And I don't know if you've had that experience of being in a busy room and feeling like you're on your own, being in a relationship and feeling lonely. The issue, the issue with all of this stuff around loneliness, which is very prominent while I'm doing this because of it is Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK and the theme is loneliness. The issue with that being a theme in Mental Health Awareness Week is that we are pointing people to look at the sad feelings we have when we're on our own and make that a mental illness. 
rather than pointing people to understand how they work psychologically, that they work inside out, not outside in, and that therefore their circumstances of being alone or not, or being in a particular job or not, a relationship or not, whatever it is, not just around loneliness, but for people to understand that their experience does not come from the outside world. And that's why there can be a whole range of perspectives on this. I saw a a question yesterday on social media about whether you're a introvert, an extrovert, or a, I think it's an ambivert. I'm not, please do correct me if I'm wrong. This idea that you either really like being with people, or you really don't like being with people, or you're somewhere in the middle. (laughs) All of those things are human. But if you take those three labels, which I'm not, I'm not, really engaging with these ridiculous labels anymore but but they um the the idea that if you take if you take three those three people who saw themselves in a different way their level of loneliness would be very different in the same situation so if you're somebody who prefers to not be around people then you possibly don't feel lonely very often because you don't really want to be around people anyway. So being on your own is like, well, brilliant, on my own. I don't really want to be around other people. If you see yourself as somebody who prefers to be around people, or an extrovert, um, you will perhaps feel lonely more often because you feel like you prefer, and that's the key, prefer. Like it's okay to have preferences. I have a preference. I used to think I had a preference actually to being with people all the time. And now I'm like happy for them in small doses. <laughs> I don't don't want to be in the midst of people all the time like I used to. It's interesting, isn't it, how that's changed? Um, because it's not solid. That's the thing. This isn't solid. You're not a solidly lonely person. You're not a solid extrovert or a solid. You are flowing all the time and you change all the time. Um, and then, you know, if you're if you're the middle of those, if you're neither introvert or extrovert, you, you're kind of in the middle. You kind of like people. I think that's probably where I am at the moment. <laughs> like people in doses and then like to be on my own for a bit. Um, then Then your levels of loneliness will be different again. And and I'm saying this in these three categories, but actually, you know, there are 8 billion ways of thinking. I know babies and toddlers don't do that much thinking, but there are 8 8 billion um, conscious, like, ways of thinking in the world. And they will all have a different, every one of them will have a slightly different relationship with being alone. You know, the idea of that dictionary definition is, It's telling us that it is a feeling of sadness from being alone. It's not being alone. It is pointing us slightly in the right direction by saying it's a feeling of sadness. But then the issue is that it's saying that the feeling is coming from the being alone. The feeling is coming from our thinking about being alone. It's not coming from actually being alone and the trouble with all this stuff around mental health awareness week saying that we we you know about us feeling lonely and how that you know that's going to create our experience of of being sad and therefore depressed or whatever else is that it's making more of something 
and and that adds worry into the system so if you're on your own and you have read somewhere if you've been on linkedin at all this week you'll have read it somewhere that or any other social media platform many are available you will have read somewhere that being on your own can make you mentally ill you will have read somewhere that your neighbor who's on their own could get mentally ill and, and I just think that points us away from our wisdom as to whether we want to be with other people or not. Maybe you're okay on your own, but you're thinking, oh, being on my own is going to make me mentally ill. I best go out and be with somebody or I best have a relationship I don't really want because I don't want to be on my own because it's bad for my mental health. Or, you know, almost like it's I'm hearing a little bit this week that it's being used as a tool to beat people up who perhaps are not paying attention to the elderly person on their street or somebody who's on their own. Or employers are being made to think, oh, if, if my staff are at home alone and they're not connecting, with, I must, must do something about that because they're going to get mentally ill. Do we actually need this level of bashing people with the threat of a mental illness in order to get them to turn up and be nice to each other or go out if you want to go out and stay at home on your own if you want to or go to the office and work there or not if you don't want to but if you're if you've got the idea that being alone is going to make you sick mentally sick mentally unwell do do we actually need that level of thinking I think what that does is it drifts us away, it pulls us away from our own sense of knowing about what we actually want. Because the threat of mental illness is going to get you if you're alone is just pointing us towards making doing actions in the world that maybe we don't actually want to do. If you want to be with other people, because you want to be with other people, then go and be with other people. If you don't, you don't. If you feel a compassion towards somebody in your street who lives on their own and is, seems to be spending a lot of time on their own and you want to go call in on them, then go do that. You know, I, I do some bits with Rotary where I go deliver Christmas dinners and I love I love going and knocking on those people's doors and giving them the time of day and chatting to them for a bit. It's been a bit dull the last couple of years because we've not really been able to chat to them for long, but hopefully that'll change. But it do we need to be beating ourselves with the mental illness stick, either, either for ourselves or, or about what we're doing in our communities in order to just do nice things for ourselves and for others? I don't think we need that on our minds. I really don't think we need that on our minds. I noticed I was ranting again, <laughs> but I'm breathing better now and I'm back. My feet are on the ground a bit more stable. So oh, this is just yet another thing where we're pointing to the outside in non-existence of life. It doesn't work that way. It works inside out. It's our perspective on things that creates our experience. And we do not need to be dwelling in the idea that being on our own is going to make us sick in order to take action and have a different experience and follow our preferences. Thank you so much for listening. There's nothing to do now 
but bring some awareness to how this is working out in your life. Listen regularly to experience longer and longer periods of calm. This has been the Calmcast with Claire Downham, Queen of Calm. Take care and keep listening.